And But this was the very first thing that Jesus did, and it was to help other people. This was a blessing to that bride and groom, to the whole group of people here who were celebrating a wonderful marriage. And that just shows, number one, Jesus was there celebrating with people he knew, having a good time. Number two, that he was concerned about they had a lack, that they had a need. Number three, that he also uh, obeyed his mom, even when at, at the first moment seeming like he shouldn't do something. When she pressed the matter, he obeyed. And number four, he didn't try to do this for his own glory, but he did it to meet the needs of others and just to be a blessing. And I think that just shows who God is, that the very first thing he does is just to bless people, is just to, to make people happy. Welcome to the I Will Be Your Church podcast virtual sanctuary be strengthened today with the truth of god's love so that you can say to your families your friends your co-workers and your social media worlds i will be your church your host for today's episode is ben church today we are focusing on our series of the miracles of Jesus. And I have the honor of talking about the very first miracle of Jesus. This is found in the Gospel of John, chapter two, verses one through 11. And this is titled, The Wedding at Cana, or more familiarly, this is also when Jesus turned the water into wine. So let's read about this first miracle, starting in verse one. On the third day there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you to do. Now there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding twenty or thirty gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. Then he said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. When the master of the feast tasted the water, now become wine, and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine, but you have kept the good wine until now. This, the first of his signs, Jesus did at Cana in Galilee, and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. Very interesting passage of scripture the very first sign or miracle that Jesus performed in his life. Remember, this was after he had already gone and been baptized by John the Baptist in the River Jordan. When he was baptized, the Holy Spirit descended on him. He was led out into the wilderness for a time of fasting for 40 days. He was tempted, ministered to by angels, and then returned back to the population, back into the where the people were, in the power of the Holy Spirit. And then 
He got his disciples, went about preaching, he went about teaching, then he gathered them up, and now here he is at a wedding feast and performs his first sign. And it was interesting that even the first thing he says uh, to his mom was, you know, I haven't got the okay yet. I have, you know, I haven't been released yet to do this. You know, I'm just starting out. Yet she kind of knew. Now, it doesn't go into the background of how she knew or, you know, what the other things were going on. But she, she looks to the servant and says, just do what he ever tells you to do. She knew. She knew that he was called of God, the son of God, and that he was starting in ministry. And, and obviously, Jesus was a man of faith. He grew in wisdom and, and grace and faith with God and with man. And so his whole life, we have to infer it because of the other things that the scripture says, that, that Jesus was just a man of faith that got results through the covenant of Abraham that the Jewish people lived under. Now, remember, most people at this time were far from God. That's why God had to send John the Baptist to preach a message of repentance, of turning away from their wicked ways and and turning back to the Lord. And this was preparing the way for Jesus the Messiah to be released into the earth in his ministry uh, for the new covenant that God wanted to establish with all of humanity, not just the Jewish people. And so here's that's the context we're reading this in. And Mary knew that Jesus got results because he lived under the Abrahamic covenant. Now, if you if you go back and read the book of Deuteronomy of what the Abrahamic covenant is, there's blessing and cursing that when you followed the Lord, you walked in blessing. And I mean, miraculous blessing, like health and wealth, prosperity, and so much awesomeness. Go back and read Deuteronomy 28 and you'll find out like what God's real plan is for his people. Well, remember, most Jews were not living that. And if you go back in the Bible, in the Old Testament, you'll see men and women who rose up with uncompromising faith and trust in God, and they did miraculous things. They, they were an example of God's goodness and his faithfulness and his power and all these good things that God is. Well, you know Jesus was like that. You just have to know. Now, we don't have specific examples other than when he was a 12-year-old boy, he was he was in the temple, and he said he had to be about his father's business, and he was talking with the teachers of the law and asking them questions, and they're, they're like confounded of how this 12-year-old boy like knew as much as them, basically, because he was about his father's business, even at 12 years old. So Mary knew that Jesus was special, that he could do something about this situation, and she possibly knew from God somehow that this was the dumb exact moment of the first miracle. And so she she says to Jesus, you know, hey, let's get something done here. And when Jesus saw, even though he says it's not my time, when he saw that in Mary and he and he heard her say that, something happened. We don't know specifically, but we do know that he took action and performed the first sign and showed that he has power over the elements. And it wasn't just to bring him glory, because remember, no one else knew. No one knew that this was going on except a couple servants who were in back in the kitchen. It was never told to the party members, to the bride or the groom, to the master of ceremonies. He didn't know. Another thing to talk about is that this was real wine. Now think about that. When, when, there, when you're drinking alcohol, uh, you want to start with the good stuff first. Because if you start with the bad stuff, you know, it obviously doesn't taste very good. It does it has lesser quality. But usually when you drink a little bit, 
then you can throw in the bad stuff and people won't notice. It's ever like, you know, beer starts tasting good after about four <laughs> because you just lose whatever that edge is that, that you think it tastes bad. Well, he did the exact opposite. The wine that Jesus created was the best wine that this master of ceremonies, who would know what he's talking about, had ever tasted. So it was an alcoholic wine and it was of the highest quality and there was a lot of it. And But this was the very first thing that Jesus did, and it was to help other people. This was a blessing to that bride and groom, to the whole group of people here who were celebrating a wonderful marriage. And that just shows, number one, Jesus was there celebrating with people he knew, having a good time. Number two, that he was concerned about they had a lack, that they had a need. Number three, that he also... Uh, obeyed his mom, even when at, at the first moment, seeming like he shouldn't do something, when she pressed the matter, he obeyed. And number four, he didn't try to do this for his own glory, but he did it to meet the needs of others and just to be a blessing. And I think that just shows who God is, that the very first thing he does is just to bless people, is just to to make people happy. That's awesome. That's who Jesus is. That's who the Heavenly Father is. It's that Jesus was sent to the earth to save humanity because God is love. That's mainly what I take out of this, and there's a lot of neat little things we could talk about and go into, but it's just that God's love, God is so good that he'll even be at a party where people are just having a good time, honoring a a marriage of a new bride and groom. And he just wanted to be a blessing. And he didn't even take the credit for it. The bridegroom got all the credit for it, if you think about it. He was the one who was doubly blessed. Not only did he get the wine, a whole bunch of wine that blessed the people at his party, but he got the credit of pulling the the most unique move that the master of ceremonies had ever heard of. You saved the best for last. (laughs) And it's even talked about thousands of years later. I think that's pretty neat. And that's just who God is. Now, also, one last thing about this passage of Scripture, that this is the very first sign, the very first miracle that Jesus performed. And the Bible says that specifically. Now, you might know, well, hey, I thought Jesus performed other miracles before that. You know, there is a tradition that Jesus performed other miracles and other signs. Um, And uh, I believe one of them is in the Quran, that when Jesus was a child or a young man, that he made clay pigeons or clay birds and breathed life into them and and made them come alive. But I'm here to tell you that that's exactly 100% false. It's not true. It's a falsity. This is the first miracle, the first sign that Jesus did. And how do we know that? Because it literally says right in this own passage, it gives its own context, the first sign that Jesus did. You have to interpret other things, other even sacred writings with what the Bible actually says about its own context and then discard all the rest. So what can you take out of this scripture today? Well, that God is good and he loves people and he loves you and that also he can perform miracles and he has power over the elements of this world and you can trust in him. You can place your life in his hands because he created all things and he loves you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus Christ into this world to save 
sinners, of whom I am chief. I thank you that his blood washes away every stain. His blood cleanses all unrighteousness. And I thank you, Father, for that blood that was shed on the cross of Calvary, that Jesus took my punishment and my shame and my sickness and disease and all of my pain. He paid the price for me so that I can come to you with new life and grace and mercy are mine now and favor from God. And that Jesus rose again and seated on the right hand of the throne of God. I thank you for that. I trust in that. I hope in that. And I thank you that I have a part in it. Thank you, Lord, for all the people listening. I pray that they would be blessed today, that they would be doers of the word and not hearers only. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Now remember, you are the church of Jesus Christ wherever you go, so go be the church today. If you feel blessed by the I Will Be Your Church podcast, please subscribe so you never miss a day, and then share it with your friends. Check out our website, IWillBeYourChurch.com, to learn more about us, check out Ben's blog, connect with us on social media, and become part of this church family movement.